How did the clown die? His little car exploded. The joke car ex exploded on him. You <laughs> big photo serious? of an anonymous man's bulging underwear was tweeted from Congressman Weiner's account. I'm miserable now. I had something different, especially for the Teen Vogue party. Your former Charmed co-star, Alyssa Milano. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers. And he told me to shut the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. Why do you want to leave me? That I'm an Italian girl from New York. Oh, my God. I can't control my horny level. State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first degree murder, verdict as to count one, we the jury find the defendant not guilty. And I'm so miserable podcast with Elaine and Emily is innocent. Hi, welcome back to the like, 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 literally, literally crazy, like, like podcast. Like literally, 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 like this is so crazy. Like the Australian misinformation podcast. <laughs> but like, he's still British in my brain. Like, I don't even care what you say. Any, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah, so we're fresh off that Euphoria episode. Billions are raking in, and like all the number categories. So, so to appease all the male fans, this episode we're talking about gaming. Yes, gaming, which forewarning, I, me and Emily are on very different ends of the <laughs> knowledge about gaming spectrum. <laughs> to you, they might be dumb questions, but I think I ask a lot of smart questions about video games. About this entire thing, Elaine is just learning. <laughs> My brain power has expanded. What's a gaming term I could use right now? How, how is my... What's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Geralt. I, like, sneak preview, like, Elaine learns the difference between Call of Duty and Modern Warfare. Spoiler, they're all the same. I learned about the Botchling and the Witcher. Um, no, for real. I literally don't know shit about video games. Games you played growing up. Like, what was your exposure? Like, Nintendogs. That was my shit. I would, like, sit... Um, if you play Nintendogs, you know, when you would train the dogs to do, you would have to like take them to the gym and then they would be ready to be in the agility competitions. And then once they were in the agility competitions, you had to work your way up to like the final championship. It's like a process. They really actually made you train those bitches. Um, <laughs> bitches, literally, literally, literally. <laughs> I remember when ever I would be in the championship. Of the like agility trial, I would like turn off all the lights in my room, and, like sit in the dark corner and be like, nobody fucking come in here or talk to me right now for the next three minutes because they literally only lasted like three minutes. I would take that shit so seriously. That was like my religion at the time was Nintendogs. It's literally me recording this podcast though. I like tell my <laughs> parents, I'm like, I'm going up to my room. Please don't bother me. I loved Picto Chat. You loved Picto Chat. Well, okay, one, I was writing erotic novels to myself on PictoChat <laughs> for some reason. Instead of, like, masturbating, I was just writing, like, she took out her boobs. <laughs> you were writing Euphoria at age, um, <laughs> you were I'm writing Euphoria kidding. at age nine. <laughs> I think that's why I'm so disgusted by this show, because I'm like, ugh, already. So, yeah, I don't know why I'm telling this publicly to the podcast, but it better be worth it, so... <laughs> I wrote, I wrote about that in a letterbox review one time, so I think it's public knowledge. I had 
Yeah, Nintendogs. I had babies. Imagine babies. <laughs> yes! That game was so... I actually loved it. I remember I loving it. it. I was like, I'm not interested in motherhood. The Imagine games are some of, like, God's worst <laughs> creations. <laughs> They're actually, like, an abomination. Like, they are horrible games. <laughs> I love taking care of my babies. I actually played with dolls till I was, like, in seventh grade. Is that weird? I feel like that's weird. Still played with dolls until seventh grade? Yeah, and, like, babies. <laughs> Baby dolls. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's more normal than me writing like erotic novel picto chat to myself. <laughs> Outside of the DS, I feel like I just played a lot of like web browser games. Like, I loved Girl Sense. Did you ever play Girl Sense? Oh yeah, you could fashion design on there. Um, but it was the only time I've ever pulled an all nighter in my life was staying up to play Girl Sense. What the fuck could you guys have been doing all night on that? There's like two things to do on that website. Pop Tropica obsessed. Tropica goaded. What was your favorite? Did you have a favorite island? Yeah, like I remember loving like Superhero Island because you could like fly or like maybe it was the spy one where you could have the bow tie that could like zip you around. I feel like just like every online game like that, I would just like pretend I had like a boyfriend character who was like an NPC and then I would actually just like talk to this like boyfriend in my mind. Yeah, that was the mission on Club Penguin all at all times when I would play that. I'd be like, time to go to Club Penguin and find a boyfriend. What's crazy is that, like, I knew that was happening on Club Penguin. Like, I would see it. Like, I would watch other girls do it. But I didn't feel like trying. So I would go to, like, the pet shop and pretend I was a puffle and try to get, like, a mom. I think it's because my parents, like, were busy at work. And so I, like, wanted, like, some parenting in my life. Because I would just be after school from like 3 to 6 p.m like my parents weren't home like they didn't know what i was doing and i was like 10 webkins i loved webkins yeah i had like 70 i wasn't allowed to have club penguin membership but i was allowed to have 70 webkins (laughs) do you have a favorite one that you remember ask out he's a husky like from to kill a mockingbird i'm literate like that I remember, do you remember when that lore was going around that, like, scary, that was, like, if you log on to Webkins on Halloween, like, your pets are going to get slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Being so scared about that. What did you think you were going to see, like, a beheading? <laughs> like they have- Yes! Yes, literally, yes. Well, we were traumatized by war. We were traumatized by Iraq war. We, like, believed mm-hmm. everything. We were, like, killing is real and war is reality. <laughs> I think I had, like, off-brand DDR also. Oh, fuck yeah. DDR Max 2, one of my favorite games ever. My favorite song on DDR Max 2 is this one, Captain Jack, called In the Navy. And it's, like, really, like, patriotic because, again, we were at war. We were in Iraq. <laughs> and so they put, like, <laughs> war propaganda songs on ddr max 2 and then it's like in the navy in my country i can be free <laughs> i can't get favorite. through this <laughs> and we want you we want you we want you for the general's crew it was like recruiting you <laughs> to the there was so much war propaganda in all of these video games probably Dude, I had just like motherfucking beanie babies with like American flags on them. And they were like, <laughs> every beanie baby is sold. We're gonna send money to army. 
That's what we were. There was like weird. Uh, uh, I was on Girl Sense all night. Like there was like you were dealing with you know, like army trauma. recruiters. There was like army recruiters in the chat. Um, <laughs> on Girl Sense, dude, were girls even allowed to be in army back then? They still had don't ask, don't tell. But, like, I-, I was just saying, like, when you're really little, you're really patriotic for no reason. <laughs> the 4th of July is your favorite holiday <laughs> when you're, like, between the ages of, like, <laughs> I feel like between the ages of, like, three and, like, seven, the 4th of July is the best holiday. <laughs> and you have to be, you have to perform, like, God Bless America at, you have, like, a performance of God Bless America at school every other day. I had, like, so many 4th of July clothes as a child. <laughs> I feel like I was, like, a new outfit for 4th of July, popping off and slaying as a six-year-old. Can't wait to go to the parade and stunt with my glitter, with my <laughs> glitter headband. We had so many like events that day <laughs> maybe that's why call of duty was so popular too because they were like army 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 our whole lives and then you got to like be in the army by call of duty you got rid of the draft so they had to give you call, call of duty yeah now we're gonna have the like food service draft like you said <laughs> when you turn 18 like oh my this is about to be the misinformation podcast officially but like um in israel when you have to join the idf when either you're like done with high school or you're a teenager please i'm lying right now i don't know i don't know i don't know but you like have to do like your little <laughs> army required army service i think well i do know that like for sure in south korea you have to like do army to like join the army for <laughs> that's for my korea boot era United States is going to start doing that to staff, to fully staff the Dunkin' Donuts across the country. But it's going to be like a, going to be like a food service, like required food service when you turn 18, when you're done with high school. You have to go work, you have to go work two years at the Red Robin. I think it would make the world a better place and a lot of people way more understanding and empathetic. Harsh, harsh realities of working in the food service industry. I think, yeah, I think it really would help people out. But it's also like, damn, I want my Dunky Donut quicker, maybe. Me want my Timmy Hordies <laughs> quicker. It's okay. I currently work in the food service industry, so I'm I'm a part of the labor shortage. <laughs> I'm an, I'm an I'm a- able-bodied unemployed. <laughs> Let's hear about, I would like to hear about your video games. I was supposed to prepare for this episode for like this podcast we're doing. I didn't. And so I'm just going to read my Steam bio. That's psychotic where I list all of my favorite games. My favorite games of all time are Pokemon Diamond, Overwatch, Dead by Daylight, Kingdom Hearts, This Moon, It's a Wonderful Life, Spyro Year of the Dragon, Barbie Fashion Show, Town of Salem, shout out. Katamari. Town of Salem. Town of Salem, go, dude. I was gonna bring it up. <laughs> Evil Within and Until Dawn. I like it when you get to be a cute character that does a remedial task and being the video game character is better than being in your own real life. That was good. Like, Do you feel like you understand gamers more after this? Yeah, I think so. What did you think of them before? Like, what was the stereotype you had? Loser? No, I think before I just, like... I mean, I knew, like, our friends we talked to later on, like, I knew that they were into video games, 
our crew is like academic challenge team and that makes me and elaine academic challenge team adjacent i guess i just like i always knew they were into video games but because i've never been into video games i've never me like admitting i'm like narcissist selfish vibe i'm like because i never cared about it i never even like thought to bring it up and talk about it with them <laughs> <laughs> we like needed content for the podcast so we're like uh time to start caring about our friends <laughs> no but it seriously is i mean i i i really enjoyed listening to them talk about it and like i can see now why it's really easy to get like super immersed in in it i've just like never given a fuck to be honest about it <laughs> until, <laughs> until now and i i, I I like it. I don't I don't know what to say. I'm not like in love with the idea of like becoming a gamer girl. Now I'm going to go through my family lineage to find out why I'm more of a gamer than Elaine. So grandma, if you could make up a dream video game to play, what would it be about? Oh my goodness. Uh, a dream video game. I don't know. Maybe just a family gathering game where we would, everybody would be together and we would make up a video game amongst us i don't know would you like to play a game where you are a strong man killing monsters no no what about being a farmer about farming maybe okay yeah i mean it's something good yeah how about being a waitress and you have to take care of a bunch of customers well i like to please people so <laughs> If I was young and strong, sure, I would, I'd be willing, sure. Would you like to play a game where you design your own home and city? If I had the knowledge to do it, yeah. If I was knowledgeable in that, sure. Do you have any other comments about video games? Video games, uh, it makes the world go wrong for millions and millions of people I know. People that have, uh, they have no other interests that they should be interested in and they get hooked on doing video games like i'm hooked on watching my soap operas here's my dad talking about his introduction to video games so when i was a kid somewhere in the early 70s which makes me you know 12 years old is when atari had a home video game system and finally, like five years later, my dad got us a video game system. But of course, it wasn't the Atari system. It was the Sears version of the Atari system, which was basically just Pong or, you know, the blip across the screen that you'd hit with a paddle or you'd switch it to hockey, which was the same blip and the same paddle. But there were spaces at the end for the blip to go into as a goal and somewhere Toward eighth grade high school, started having them at the bowling alley. They used to have, you know, video arcade, video game arcade, and they'd have uh, Galaga and Asteroids. So what happened in college that, so did you like playing video games? Like, was that a big hobby for you? It wasn't. It wasn't a big hobby, but at college, which you were just about to ask me, they put in a Pac-Man game in the basement of our dining hall. The basement of our dining hall was just like a little fun room where they had foosball. They might have had a jukebox and they had some tables and they had some, you know, pop machines and candy machines and stuff like that. And then they put in the Pac-Man machine. 
and a cook showed me the path to take through the maze. And basically, if you did this, this path every time with the Pac-Man, you couldn't be beat. You could just do it forever. And on one quarter, you could literally play for hours. And I did. And, you know, I'd go down there after lunch, put in a quarter. I'd have chemistry class coming up at one o'clock. Next thing I knew, it was 10 till one. Next thing I knew, it was 10 after one. Next thing I knew, it was 10 after two. And I'd, and I'd missed chemistry class, eating dots and chasing ghosts. This is at Miami University. And wasn't my freshman year because I wasn't at that dining hall. So my sophomore year would have started 1980. So this was sometime in the early 80s. I don't know when Pac-Man came out. I don't know if it was my sophomore or junior year when uh, this Pac-Man addiction started. But it's when I realized that I have an addictive personality and it's, it's, it's in the family Trust me, I'd like, I'd like to think that that, along with most of my negative traits, have not been passed down to my daughters, and nothing distresses me more than when I see one of my bad traits in my daughters. Probably to some degree, they have this too. You guys do play video games more than I ever did. I mean, the only thing I ever really got caught up on was that Pac-Man game in college back in the day, and I pretty much cold turkey it and haven't really got back into video games since. What am I? Oh, oh, and then the one game I got into with you or with Karina probably was Spyro the Dragon. And it became the only video game that I ever completed from start to finish. And it was actually sort of hard. We had to cheat. We had to read stuff on the internet about the loop to loop maneuver and stuff you had to do to 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 get someplace. And and but it became the only video game that I ever finished start start to finish uh, with you girls. I think we all know where this is heading. So say hi again, 30-year-old. <laughs> hey, uh, I hope it stops being relevant that I'm 30 on this podcast someday. Uh, eventually, I think we'll like, you'll just be more of like my older sister than like the 30-year-old take as we get some more 30-year-olds on here. What are the first video games you remember playing? Talk about King's Quest. Um, so King's Quest is a very early RPG. Um, I would play it with my dad, like he would actually control it. And then I would like just sit there and watch basically. And they're like really hard, intense games. Like there was one that I remember that you had to like type in the commands for your person to do. And like, you just had to hope that whatever you typed in was in the system and that she would do it. It was kind of crazy. Like, and I remember there was like a, a guide to the game and there was like a phone number you could call if you needed help so do you remember playing games with me as a kid i do like what we love playing crash team racing and do you remember the first time i was going to beat you and you turned off the ps2 yeah and what i want to say about that is you're younger than me and at that time like our whole childhood you were like a lot younger than me like six years is a lot when you're a kid so that was just really embarrassing for me do you like to say you're sorry now yeah I'm really sorry Emily you won yeah I just like remember that was like kind of the first time I ever felt like betrayal from you <laughs> who was your favorite character to play in Crash Nitro Racing that little tiger yeah and I liked being the polar bear yeah yeah we were we always pick like the cute animal types yeah so 
Throughout childhood, I remember watching you play like Kingdom Hearts the most, I'd say. That was like the most formative experience for me. Yeah, and that's like a lot of um, like emo sentiment to give a young child. Yeah, because they were like really like grappling with their like identity because like half of the characters in that game aren't even real. And then they're like, my consciousness. <laughs> it's the greatest crossover game. Yeah, like Goofy basically has a gun in that game. Today's modern world, what would you say some of your favorite video games are? Um, my favorite game of all time is definitely The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Probably will be for a very long time. Actually, close second is Red Dead Redemption 2. Inspired me. Not to do anything, but it inspired me. I think about Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 like every day. In what ways? Well, the main character is really hot, so that's what I think about. Mm, it's a dress him up. Yeah, you get your really cute outfits. Oh, and I didn't even talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses, one of my other all-time favorites. That is the game that I recommend everyone to play, like no matter what their skill level is, because it's just such a good story, and it's very addicting and very fun. And there's so many hot people. So why, are, why do you think that The Witcher 3 is one of the best video games ever? Okay, well, it came into my life at a very opportune time. Like, it was the year after I graduated college, and I had played, like, a few RPGs, like Dragon Age and Skyrim, and, like, I really had a lot of fun with those, but Witcher 3 just took it to, like, a level of immersion in this story. Like, it was the first game I played where I was like, this story is, like, not to be cliche, but like, it was, like, Game of Thrones level in my mind. Like, it was, like, really fun. I felt like I was in a movie. So you think, like, The Witcher has the best storyline of any game ever? Yeah. I think so. If you're getting into like characters and complexity and like overall plot, yeah. And now here we have one of our best friends in the whole entire world, Zach, here to explain to Elaine the plot of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Zach. Hey. Okay, this is what I know about The Witcher. Should I start with that? Yeah, sure. I know that it's a TV show. That's it. That's it. And he like has white hair and he looks like an elf. Um, who plays him? Henry Cavill. Yeah. Pretty big that's, guy. That's all I know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so The Witcher is like a story of that main guy, Henry Cavill, the, the white haired elf looking guy that you said. Um, mm-hmm. He's like a... I f- he, figured, maybe. Yeah, so he's a witcher. Right. So like, <laughs> What's that? What's that? He's a witcher. So a witcher is like a guy that hunts and slays monsters and like a witcher is someone who like undergone like extensive training and like mental and physical conditioning through like many rituals and like summonings to like learn how to fight monsters okay right and there was like this thing in the beginning of the story of the like the witcher universe called the conjunction it was called the conjunction of spears so what it was it was like earth and a bunch of other planets like interdimensionally linking sort of i don't know it completely but linking and a bunch of monsters started coming to earth that weren't there before yeah all right and okay. there had already been, like, elves and, like, people on Earth. There's a different story kind of to that. There are already elves and people on Earth, humans. And the human mages, kind of, mages aren't elves. They can be, but the human mages created... So there are, this, elves, like, in, there are elves in this game, though. Yeah, um, there are elves. And, like, the Witcher 3, come the Witcher 3, I think there's, like, not a lot of them. They're, like, a lot of are extinct. They're endangered. From, yeah, they're endangered species. <laughs> 
so the human mages at the time of the conjunction made potions and like this trial to turn humans into warriors kind of a fight against the monster so it sounds like the plot of kill bill i mean if bill is a mage who injects <laughs> orphans with potions to turn them into a high <laughs> highly sensitive like killing machine i mean then kind of yeah right and then there's a big old story to it about like the guy Geralt because he struggles to find his place between like humans because he's not a human anymore because he's like gone through all these adaptations kind of are they witchers against their will at the beginning mm-hmm. the first like set of witchers some were volunteered and some were against their will through like the mages to fight the way like the main character Geralt when he became a witcher his like founder Vesemir um, who was already a witcher and who was recruiting other people found Geralt as an orphan and he took him in and then made him a witcher so that's kind of what they do now is they do orphans to turn into witchers. Vesemir is like the guy who gives Uma Thurman the sword and kill Bill kind of. Yeah he can he can be Bill. But he gave the babies the witcher potion against their will. That's what everyone's finding out about me in this episode, that I actually am so uncultured and don't know anything about media or <laughs> movies or video games. Um, I have very niche interests. Are you playing? Are we playing as Henry Cavill? Yeah, we're playing as that, that guy. What's his name? Geralt. Geralt? Basically, there's this thing called the Wild Hunt that is coming to take Siri away. And this is the girl he's watching over because she's elder blood. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the whatever the fuck that means, I don't know. I'm just repeating what you. I don't really know <laughs> just either. Repeating what you said. Like, like I said, I've watched the show recently, and the last time I uh, played the game was probably 2017. So he like has. Why does he have to protect her? Was he cursed? The law of surprise. <laughs> that's what it's called. He took the law of surprise as like a payment. I don't really know what the fuck that means. They never explain it in my opinion and basically their paths are destined for like each other kind of like the witcher and the newborn child now it sounds like rumpelstiltskin or some <laughs> shit <laughs> henry cavill interacts with siri's dad and then is like destined to be with his daughter not like be with but like take care of his daughter yes in order destined to yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah to save her from this thing called the wild hunt so in the new like the third game that's what that one's kind of about (laughs) okay so the skeleton horses they're trying to get siri blood to save their planet got it i I, I don't uh, i feel bad for him kind (laughs) of yeah and he can't feel emotions because he's a witcher so that kind of sucks and what yeah he can't have because he's a witcher and, and is he like a catholic priest kind of no just there so dynamic. my question i guess is when you is gerald like what's gerald smooth about all this what's his point of view is he like pissed off and annoyed and is like this bitch siri i'm fucking sick of her or is he like oh my god siri i have to save her I have to stop this. Or he, like, is he, he, really, acts is like, he passionate about the job, or is he like, I fucking hate my life? He's he's passionate about making sure Siri is okay, because he's like her dad, kind of. But throughout the game, he talks like he's Spock, to where he doesn't fucking care about anything. I would like to know, describe the monsters. Like, what's your, who's your... What's my favorite this, monster? Yes. Yeah, describe a monster, your fave, or like the scariest one, in your opinion. There's like over eighty, so like in this. So it's show, like Pokemon. Animals, you should look up a little thing called the Botchling. You'd like him. I look He's him a up. stillborn 
baby in a premature fetus without like burial results in thing called what? a fling, right? What yeah, the so. fuck are you saying? And like what? <laughs> right. So it's like a premature pre- baby. Baby premature babies and like fetuses and like stillborn babies like without a proper burial. Guys, I'm on Witcher I'm on the Witcher Wiki. Slay. Hi everyone. So now I'm here with uh, our very dear friend Monty, who actually happens to be Zach's brother. He's also a oh, hi Monty. He's a big uh, video game fan as well, and he knows a lot about The Witcher. And so I'm here. I'm gonna tell him uh, what I think I learned from from Zach. So basically, the, the Earth that is is it referred to as the globe? That's what Zach said. Continent. The continent. Okay, yeah. We knew you would know the details. Zach, Zach was a, a Zach said a lot of like I don't know what that's called. Monty would know, but the continent. So the continent got merged in the Great Conjunction with like these other planets or whatever, <laughs> and um, then these monsters got released. Uh-huh. These like crazy monsters. There's monsters like the botchling. There's monsters like the grave hag. These are the ones that Zach that Zach told me about. Um, so uh, just example of the eighty monsters. Apparently, there's like at least eighty um, that are now like that are now haunt- haunting the world. Lots of many years ago, there was I forget how it started or came about, but there's. <laughs> There's a potion you can drink, and then you become a witcher. Okay. And it's it's the witcher's job to be fighting these monsters and, like, protecting the continent. Okay. <laughs> Fast forward to the current where Geralt is. Geralt <laughs> is hanging out. <laughs> is it Geralt or Geralt? Geralt. <laughs> okay. Geralt is, in, Geralt. Geralt is in a game called Fire Emblem. <laughs> Okay. Too many fucking video games, man. I'm telling you. So, Gerald. Sorry, Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) So, Gerald. So, Gerald was discovered as a little tiny baby by the elder. No, no, no. Getting my words mixed up. By a witcher. An older older witcher who fed him the potion when he was a baby. But now there's no more potion left in the world. And there's only like 10 witchers currently. So the witchers are kind of like endangered. And so uh, Geralt. There you go. Specifically. Geralt specifically. Henry Cavill in the show. Henry Cavill. Cavill. How do you say Cavill. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Henry. uh, Whatever. I literally just know he's Superman. Um. (laughs) <laughs> he is somehow linked to this uh this little this this person Siri this girl because he's friends with her dad and somehow they've been linked and it's in his fate to be <laughs> it's in his fate to be taking care of her he's like linked to her okay and it's just like in their destiny to be together but not romantically like a father daughter. Yeah, like father daughter, but also he doesn't actually care about her that much because he can't have emotions and witchers can't cry and they don't have emotions, but secretly they do have emotions, but they just don't show it. But he's also fucking this lady named Yennefer, side note. And he he might actually really love her romantically. Fast forward, I think this is now we're getting to the plot of 
The Witcher 3 specifically, Siri like missing or some shit. I forget exactly what they're called. Oh, the Wild Hunt. Yes, I remembered. The Wild Hunt is running around on their horse skeleton, skeleton horses. Okay. Trying to find Siri. (laughs) Trying to find Siri because she has elder blood and she has these powers that can teleport everyone from the Wild Hunt's planet because their planet is dying and going extinct. Siri's powers can teleport all the people all of the skeleton horses from their planet um, before it goes extinct over to the continent. We could teleport all the skeleton horses to... <laughs> <laughs> to the continent. Their primary goal is to make sure the skeleton horses <laughs> move to the continent. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I... I mean, that seems important. I, I, <laughs> this, um, okay. And so they're hunting her to try and save their species before their planet dies. Uh, Geralt... Geralt. 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 Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is trying to find her (laughs) before the Wild Hunt finds her. And basically you're playing as Geralt in Witcher 3 trying to stop all this from happening to Ciri. And meanwhile, you can run around because it's like a free world game and you can play Gwent. I would say I'm I'm glad that Zach... Put, brought up the most important part of the game, Gwent. Yeah, he told me he played Gwent for 800 hours. Can Gwent be played with like a regular deck of cards? No, we re- no, no. We couldn't play it in real life. Play it in real life, that is, that is. No, we could not. So yeah, I would love to hear now, Monty, your top five favorite games of all time. Okay. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decide which one I, I would want to play. Okay, so my favorite game. I'll start at the bottom. I'll start it. I'll start it. Um, fifth favorite game of all time. I would say is probably Final Fantasy X. Um, it is a Japanese RPG. It is part of the long-running series Final Fantasy. It's a got like turn-based combat. It's very fantasy-based with like some like a little bit of sci-fi in it, but not a whole lot. Basically, your entire goal is to defeat this giant fish creature. Um, my second, my fourth favorite video game of all time, I don't know if Zach thought of this one, but it is one that I've played probably more than Final Fantasy X in terms of actual playthroughs, but less hours, is Fallout New Vegas. That sounds fun. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is part of a series called Fallout, which is about, it's set in like 20, 22, like 60 or something, or maybe beforehand, I forget. But basically, in like the 2000s, like I think it was like 2040 or something, 2060, the entire world is devastated by nukes. Like the entire world is nuked and a bunch of people survive in things called vaults. They're basically like bomb shelters, but designed to handle nuclear weapons. And then Mm -hmm. this is like in the way in the future when people are already out and about and they've made cities out in the wasteland of like the nuclear wasteland and all that stuff. And in Fallout New Vegas, you're in the Las Vegas area. Your goal is to deliver this, like, chip to someone mm-hmm. on the Las Vegas Strip, and you start in this small town on the outskirts. Uh, you're actually shot in the head at the beginning of the game, but you've managed to survive. So you can choose if you want to go shoot some people or if you want to go, like, be diplomatic and, like, talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are always going to be some <laughs> things you're going to have to shoot because they're also, like, irradiated animals and, like, mutated animals you have to kill, um, as well as, like, some people oh. are just, some people are bandits and they're just going to be violent no matter what. Gotcha. What's it called? Fallout New Vegas? Fallout New Vegas. More like waking up in Vegas, Katy Perry. Uh, sure. And number three is a game called Borderlands 2. 
Borderlands 2 is a first-person shooter uh, that has, like, role-playing elements in it, and it's something called a looter shooter. Like, you kill enemies and they drop new weapons that you can switch out your current weapons for, and you progressively get stronger and stronger weapons. You level up more and more. Um, it's got, like, a weird sense of humor that a lot of people don't like. I think it's kind of funny. If not, it's, it makes the game more entertaining. It's got a cool cel-shaded art style, and it's something that you can replay over and over again, and you just don't get bored of it. Um, I've played it a bunch. I've played it with a bunch of different friends, because it's actually a multiplayer game as well, so you can play it with mm. people. Uh, I've played it with multiple friends I've had. I've done entire playthroughs with other people and playthroughs by myself. You shoot things in the head, people explode, you keep going and get more weapons. Okay, I got it. No questions No questions about that one. Uh, number two is a game called God of War, but not like the original God of War. The original God of War came back in like 2004. This is the, not the remake, but like the continuation of the old God of War series called, it's called God of War again, but it's God of War 2018's version. Basically are a former, the former God of War of the Greek pantheon, like you had like Decades ago, you killed the entire Greek pantheon, Zeus, Hermes, Hephaestus, Ares, all of of them, and you became the god of war, and then you eventually left that all behind. Everyone thought Kratos, the main character, was dead, but apparently he moved to, like, the Norse area, like, the Norse gods area. You play as Kratos. Play as Kratos. who you are. Yeah. Okay. Um, And you have a kid now, and um, your wife had just passed away before the start of the game, and the goal was that she wanted her ashes spread at the tallest mountain in the region. Oh, would I cry when I play it? I feel like I would cry. Don't know, uh, Zach. Would Did you ever? Zach, would she cry? You during... <laughs> would you cry playing God of War? None of the first three, maybe just the opening scene, um, but the one you're talking about, I would say she might cry of laughter when she meets the little dwarves for the first time, and that's about it. Uh, my favorite, my favorite video game of all time. And it's not even particularly close. I knew this before I knew anything else. I had to think about all my other favorite games and put them in an order. This one I knew it was number one before I even thought of anything. It is Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2. I realize I have to explain this now. Um, which is probably yeah. going to be harder than any of the other games so far because they all have a straightforward plot. Uh, it's not Nostalgia Factor alone, Zach. Um, it is not just Nostalgia Factor alone. I have played it many times. It is a game that holds up. Um, so basically, you are this character named Sora, and you are the wielder of something called the Keyblade, uh, which is basically mm-hmm. a sword that is shaped like a key. Um, and your entire goal is to fight back against the darkness and the heartless. Um, and there are different versions of the darkness, and the darkness being either a group called the Organization 13 and nobodies who are tr- uh, beings who do not have hearts, who are trying to get them, who can't feel emotion, kind of like witchers. Um, yeah. Um, and they're also the heartless, which are beings that are made of pure darkness, and they're trying to destroy worlds and make them succumb to darkness. And basically, we're just trying to fight back against all that so that they cannot build this thing, this uh, monolith called Kingdom Hearts, that can basically destroy things and sentence worlds into darkness but it would also provide those nobodies with hearts um it's an amazing game it's really really complicated it's so you want them to get the hearts or you don't don't you don't you're trying to fight back against it uh it's an amazing amazing game it's really hard to describe because it's probably one of the most complicated games I have of all time there are videos trying to explain the kingdom hearts franchise to people and it just became I, think it's, I think it's funny that you're like, I could write a 30-page paper. This thing is so complicated. But I also, I played it when I was three. 
All right, I have a lot to think about right now. My head feels fucking full of knowledge, of video game knowledge, and a lot of things that I've never thought about before. I don't know. I think that the God of War, I think it sounds sweet, and I think that I could be motivated to continue to play for my dead wife because I I would really want to get her ashes to the top of the mountain. But then at the same time, I'm thinking Kingdom Hearts sounds pretty cool because I love... I love the Mickey Mouse. I live to serve Mickey Mouse. I need to not be indecisive and annoying. I think I would I think I would be into playing a Vegas game the most. What's it called again? Hey hey y'all. Um we're here with our good mutual friend, Natalie. Hi Natalie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no prob. So really generally I just love would love to know what some of your favorite video games are. So I was thinking really hard about this ever since Emily invited me on. And I, I would really like to throw uh, the PC Harry Potter games out there in the running because I used to play those all the time when I was younger and they still hold up. I got them on eBay a few years ago, actually. Are they CDs you had to get in the mail? Yep. I 100%ed Lego Harry Potter years 5 through 7 last year that was my new year's resolution Holy actually shit. <laughs> it took so long how many hours did you do you think you logged into that game maybe like it'll total up to like a week <laughs> a week of your life in lego <laughs> harry potter would you consider yourself a gamer girl i like don't because i feel like you have to play call of duty i mean like, one of my friends actually like introduced me to someone as a gamer and i was what the hell are you talking <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm not that invested. Do you have like a gamer setup when you play video games? Um I like also I don't consider myself a gamer because I like play games on an Xbox three sixty and I feel like that's a sin at this point. Ooh, what games? It's, it's like super old. I play Skyrim on there and I have Minecraft and uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> are you playing Jeopardy by yourself? <laughs> Sometimes you can play against like a robot that's really hard um so natalie what do you think of gamers in general like the stereotype of gamers i've never seen like a neck beard in real life i think that's made up whoa like like i don't know like the gamers with like fedoras and shit what does neck beard mean <laughs> Um, I'm here with my dear, dear friend, Kelsey. Say hi. Hello. Her and two of our other good friends really love to talk about Minecraft when I'm around. And I'm like, wow. And I can sit and watch them play for, I think I've sat and watched you and Nolan play for like a while before, but I always, I always find something interesting to look at, but I want to talk to you about that, and I want to talk about Animal Crossing. Um, I don't know how much you know about Minecraft. It did start as, like, a very, very, very basic concept um, with just a couple of blocks, and it just kind of took off and grew from there. Um, I think what made Minecraft such a popular game was definitely uh, YouTube had a big influence on that. A lot of the streamers are realizing that they like to watch people play video games um, instead of playing them themselves. And Minecraft also just, I feel like, offers 
both sides of the same coin in one game. Like a lot of people like creative aspects, a lot of people like the more adventurous aspects and Minecraft really just kind of blends those two together so beautifully because you can be going into a game not looking to be creative at all but just the landscapes that surround you are just so unique and individual and that's also one of minecraft's things where it's like every single map is randomly generated you have a favorite memory from playing minecraft this one particular game with my roommate in minecraft we found a saddle which are somewhat difficult to obtain sometimes and I had a horse and he was so fast. Like, I think it is the fastest horse I have ever gotten on Minecraft ever. We fell into a, a little like pond and he got trapped underneath a block and drowned. A horse? And it was, it was devastating. Oh my God. And I have yet to find another horse to live up to his legend, like his expectations, his shadow. Animal Crossing, I like... Mm-hmm. for totally different reasons than minecraft um i like that you you know you're building this kind of one-on-one relationship with all of these villagers that decide they want to stick around with you and your your dinky little town whether that be a little island or like in city folks case um just just right off the city you just gotta take the train down but i just think it's so cozy and intimate like you you're spending time getting to know all these villagers you find out what they like, you find out what they don't like, they find out other villagers they may like or not like. Um, and you just, I don't know, you build this relationship with them, you get to know them, you make them feel at home while also creating a whole island or town that feels home to you. Um, I love ketchup and I know you have <gasps> ketchup. I love ketchup. I know you had her, right? Yeah, I was like really deep into the Animal Crossing like trade network. Um, there was this website you can go on to literally like keep an inventory count of all of the items of furniture and like wallpaper and flooring and everything. And so there's this website literally designed for people to just keep inventory of everything they have ever encountered so that if somebody else wants it, they can reach out to them and go, will you order this for me? I will pay you X amount of bells. Oh. That's how I acquired ketchup. Sounds crazy, like some black market shit. Uh, I remember one time my roommate was on Depop, and somebody on Depop was marketing you could get like 3 million bells, even more than that. It was like 10 million bells for like five real dollars. And last time I got on, Marshall tried to leave, so. You have Marshall? Yeah, I have Marshall. I'm, I'm like, you could, you could sell him for big bucks. <laughs> for real life money? <laughs> I mean, maybe. People are obsessed with Marshall. He's, like, one of the few that, like, the fandom goes nuts for him. You feel like anyone can play any video game? Whether it be a super complex and very, like, you have to be really into it to, like, get it and, like, quick movement, stuff like that. Or let it be a really lazy game that you download on your Switch to play Solitaire. I think there, I think there is a game for everybody, so I think it's safe to say that anybody can play games so we're here with our friend mac a really good friend from our childhood growing up i've always known mac to be a big baller gamer but she's about to tell you for herself so mac what are some of your favorite video games of all time 
definitely the Sly Cooper franchise. That is a series that kind of just holds a lot of nostalgia for me. It's one of the first games that I remember playing was like Sly 2, actually. But other than that, I like Grand Theft Auto like everybody else on this planet. And I also like sports games, too. That's kind of where like the two sides of my personality fuse together. Do you consider yourself a gamer girl? (laughs) It's a funny question because... I don't really anymore. I I don't think I have for a while. I think when I was a kid and I was in middle school, I was playing like Modern Warfare 2. Or no, it was, I think it was Black Ops 2 when you could create your own emblem for your account. And I like went out of my way to, you know, make like gamer girl emblems. (laughs) Is Black Ops the zombie game? The Call of Duty games, any of the games that are made by Treyarch, have the Nazi zombies <laughs> stuff. I mean, there's some here and there, but it's like not the same. Like other studios, when it's their turn to make a Call of Duty game, they've tried making their own rendition of zombies, but it's usually not as good. Is Black Ops, okay, I'm so sorry if this is such a dumb question. Is Black Ops and Call of Duty the same thing? <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Black Ops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Call of Duty has like a couple of different series of games. It's Call of Duty is a, a very weird weird thing, but basically Call of Duty is on like a development cycle each year. Obviously, we all know like each year they come out with like a new game. Usually what happens is they alternate which studio develops the game like every other year. Black Ops was developed by Treyarch, Modern Warfare was developed by Infinity Ward. So one year, like you get a you get Black Ops two, and then the next year you get Modern Warfare three, and then the next year it's Black Ops three. And, you know. So Call of Duty is just like, what does Call of Duty mean? Is it just like cheating? <laughs> is it just always about what is the Call of Duty? Yeah, what is the Call of Duty? <laughs> War games, like it just set in different time periods. Like you have. Like Call of Duty World at War was set during like World War Two, and so was Call of Duty World War Two. Obviously, are they giving you the opportunity to like be the Nazis? Like I'm confused. I just feel like there's some problematic elements to it. Yeah, Call of Duty has had some very problematic moments. I just wanted to ask, how did you get originally into video games? What exposed you to them? Definitely my brother and my dad. Me and my brother would play video games a lot. Definitely had that, you know, mom said it's my turn for the Xbox childhood. <laughs> we would, one thing we would do as kids is um, at Thanksgiving when my uncle would come, we would do a Madden tournament and we would all pick a team and and play each other. It took me back to my Madden game and I got the voice in my head that goes, EA Sports. Get your head in the game or whatever it says. <laughs> I, I think that's a like high school musical tagline or something. It's in the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was close enough, I guess. Now, me and Elaine are going to talk to some of my best friends from college, Connor and Cal, about being male gamers in this day and age. Here's Connor. Connor, what are some of your favorite video games? All right. Well, I play a lot of uh, strategy and RPGs. So, uh, Total War, you got the new one coming out next month. Of course, there's like Civilization, of course. You know, a lot of people play Civilization. Uh, One is called Deep Rock Galactic, and it's where you play as like a dwarf in space. 
and you go on missions to like mine it's like four player co-op and um you get to like customize your dwarf and i just i love dwarves and so <laughs> i i really like that game it's it's a really addicting game where you can just you hop in and you play it you do your like uh objectives and you like kill bugs with like a flamethrower and stuff um what is the game total war about for people that don't know the total war is a grand strategy game but you basically just choose a nation and it's like a turn-based overworld and you build your armies and stuff and then when you actually have to fight it zooms in it turns from turn-based to a real-time strategy game where you have to actually like direct direct your battalions across the battlefield and stuff like that can you pull up your steam and then Say the name of the game and how many hours you have on it. Yeah, so Total War Empire uh, was a game that I was really into in high school. And I have 1,229 hours on record in it. And then, of course, uh, Rome Total War, which is also from the Total War franchise. I have 682 hours and then an additional 316 hours in Total War Medieval 2. 306 in Total War Warhammer 2, 201 in Total War Shogun 2. Then outside of the Total War games, I have 964 hours in Civilization 5. So are you into Total War because you like the history aspect of it, or what's the appeal to you? So that's what got me into Total War back in high school when I first started playing, although I don't actually play the historical ones that much anymore. I play Warhammer, which is more like fantasy, so like dwarves and elves and stuff. And that's really what I'm more interested in nowadays. I love building like armies out of like dwarves and elves and goblins <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> awesome. So when did you know you were going to become a gamer? Slash, would you consider yourself a gamer? I, I mean, I would consider myself a gamer. List some of the qualities of the gamer stereotype. Antisocial, in a way, you know, uh, they can be a bit rude, I suppose. Uh, they, they smell. <laughs> yeah would you like to beat the you don't shower allegations right now uh, i just got out of the shower before <laughs> just now actually and uh, i actually i put a lot of care into taking care of myself i uh you know i go online and i order body wash i use bar soap um but you know i get all that special i don't really buy from walmart or anything like that i uh, really enjoy taking care of myself actually do you think Cal's a better man than you for not playing as many video games? No. See, uh, Cal is not a better man than me. Uh, see, I actually am a better man than Cal. <laughs> <laughs> so, now joining us, we have a Nathan Fielder type, one of the best guys. <laughs> one of Okay, I have to calm down. One of the best... <laughs> one of the best guys... <laughs> yeah, I'm calm, too. I'm calm. One of the best guys in the whole entire world. Why is that so hard to get through? <laughs> He's fine. He's alright. His name's Cal. <laughs> it's so hard to compliment me. Is Nathan Fielder type a compliment? I th I think of him as like one of the highest forms of comedy in honestly okay one of the best guys ever so hard to come blah, blah, blah. he's here to talk to us about a uh, code of ethics for gamer men okay yeah well honored to be here i've been uh been listening since episode one um <laughs> <laughs> uh so i just wrote down a couple uh just off the noggin some i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a gamer 
laws. If you're gaming before 9 a.m., that's an issue. That's right right off the bat. Because I wrote some gamer gamer tiers. I, I think I'm going to break it into novice gamer, intermediate gamer, expert gamer, and master gamer. But, you know, I don't want to put it down because it's just like any hobby where you watch, flip through some channels or, uh, well, I don't want to compare it to going outside. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think uh, anything... Anything more than 12 hours a week is where you start to dip into uh, intermediate gamer. So I'm going to say novice gamer is the kind of gamer who uh, just like owns an Xbox and like every once in a while blow off some Steam, they'll play Fortnite or something, you know. And then I wrote for intermediate gamer, that's when you're starting to get more competitive. You buy a headset to talk to people. Uh, You have like a group of folks that you're playing with. Maybe you even have a set time. (laughs) So, um, like, <laughs> premeditated gaming is novice. Yes, yes, premeditated gaming. Like, that, that's when you become an intermediate gamer. Then we're getting into expert gamer. Um, that's what I'm saying. I think if you buy a gaming PC, you're in expert territory. Because I've tried that before, and I, it, like, involves a lot of research and, like, making sure parts are compatible. And I just don't have time for that. Um, I'm also putting in dual monitors. If you have dual monitors, you're an expert gamer. Um, this is when you start playing 20 plus hours a week, neglect, okay. neglecting those who care for you, neglecting duties around the house, chores and loved ones, things like that. <laughs> Master gamer, I would say, uh, is when you're putting all of your free time into it. And I also think it's when you have a uh, light up keyboards and Funko Pops. Funko Pops are like a sign of loose morals. I think right now I consider myself a novice because uh, I just, well, maybe I'll play a video game once or twice a week and I'll just like be laying around, have nothing to do, uh, boot up some uh, some Fortnite. Where were you on the list at your lowest, would you say? I would say my lowest is probably high school because I <laughs> didn't have a very bountiful social life uh, and I also didn't like play sports and I barely even studied so i was like the worst kind of nerd where you weren't even good at school um (laughs) (laughs) i just played video games um so i would put myself in expert gamer territory there i would play like right when i got home and then i would probably play till like 8 p.m and i'd be like oh jesus i gotta do some homework i almost failed chemistry i didn't really start like going out with friends and like getting drunk and shit until i was well into my teens so you're saying getting drunk replaced playing video games <laughs> yeah. yeah it kind of it kind of did was that the like turning point when you were like something's got to change i have to stop playing so much video games yeah i think it was it was two things um because these both sort of happened all at once i, I started getting a haircut that looked okay <laughs> And then also my <laughs> acne cleared up and I uh, started getting drunk and all this stuff combined made me more attractive to women for the first time in my life. So there's hope. There is hope. You just have to get a haircut and maybe, maybe gamers, maybe shave that beard. I know you can grow one. Yesterday, Elaine asked what a neck beard was. She didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't realize that was like a gamer stereotype. I feel like so many gamers just think because they can grow facial hair, it's like a sign of manliness or something. But it's like, no, yeah, need to can look you good. List some gamer stereotypes. Lethargic. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? 
Not only do you have to look good, but you have to like move and like get up and walk around. And... Yeah, they have to like they have blood clots in their ass from sitting down too long. Um, call call out the men that you want to hear this. Like address them. <laughs> um, un okay, unwashed. If you're still drinking soda every day, you're probably a gamer. Where it's like you're still acting like a seven year old who like wants to eat cake and drink Mountain Dew most of the day. Um, and eat potato <laughs> chips. Like, just... <laughs> it's like me and Emily, That's I'm not kidding. <laughs> we, 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 like, literally text each other and we're like, mm, we're eating donuts yeah, like, right now. <laughs> we're like, are you, did you have your donut today? For some reason, my sweet tooth, like, went away in the past few years of my life. Yeah, you told me, I'm not kidding, you told me in college that if you drink alcohol, you lose your sweet tooth. And you were like, yes, that's why I lost mine. Well, I was... (laughs) I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to come off like an alcoholic. I do think that's... (laughs) I do think that has some merit. So did you ever get in trouble because of video games? I remember one time my mom... (laughs) This is embarrassing. But uh, my my mom came up at like 2 in the morning. Because she heard uh, Jack, my twin, and I shouting. And we're like playing Minecraft. And she's like, what the hell are you doing at this hour? And like, we're playing <laughs> playing some video games. She goes, you guys think you're allowed to just stay up as long as you want playing Minecraft? And I was like, yes. But now she set us straight. And I went to bed and I was ashamed. What is there to shout at in Minecraft? Well, like you, you, you would join servers and like fight other people. So like me oh. and my gang would get like pissed off when people took our stuff. Then we would try to take their stuff. And well, uh, Lily, you talked to your yeah. friend Kelsey yesterday. What was she? What was she saying? Her agenda in Minecraft was was it killing other people? She said she just likes to find horses and like ride them around. <laughs> she said she likes to um. She said when she plays, she likes to try to forgive me if I'm saying this wrong because I really know not not much about it. Uh, she said she likes to play to try and like beat that that Ender Dragon. Oh, what yeah, it's called. Yeah. She like just always. Yeah. She tries to get to that point. She said she never does, but <laughs> yeah, it just like takes a lot of work. I never feel like doing it either. But yeah, um, it's I guess it's like a very it's a very versatile game, and that you can just like hurt animals. But also like my friends and I had like <laughs> I think we were more like the we had our masculine blood pumping, um, and we were like total warfare, like burning crops and stealing supplies. Did you feel like a primal like instinct with being a white man to do this to like pilgrim? <laughs> I, I I think I think probably that was part of it. I was just letting out what's deep inside me, and frankly, it was terrifying. But yeah, like it was a sort of a way to just fuck around. You know, it's like ding dong ditching, but like you don't have to go outside. <laughs> like you're just playing a prank on someone, <laughs> destroying their house in Minecraft. <laughs> craziest thing i've ever heard so (laughs) what's the best time you've ever had playing a game okay this is some nerdy shit but it was hilarious um so this is a this is a great minecraft heist my friends and i pulled off if you build a nether portal you go to the nether you know um love it there so fun. yeah so we were playing this game mode called like factions where people have bases and you can't you have to like find certain ways to get into the bases because you can't just break the blocks like you can blow them up if you're crafty but like it's kind of difficult to do so so we knew where these people's base was 
but it was like covered in water and had all we couldn't get into it we had the the nerd the nerds among us uh did some math and figured out like where to go coordinates in the nether so that if we built the portal we would show up in their base <laughs> and so <laughs> we we did the calculations we looked at the data and then we built a portal and then we pop out right inside their base and like ganked them all and took their stuff it was very it was like a moment of primal <laughs> triumph I beat my chest, <laughs> like swung my club in the air. Cal, our mutual friend Connor from college, who spent a lot of time gaming, as we know, who also studied game design. Do you think you're a better man than him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I am not I'm not a better man than he Cal, said he um, was a better man than you. I would say I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, never mind then. I was gonna try to be nice. <laughs> um, yes, I'm a better man than Connor. Of course, I'm a better man than Connor. Um, I, it's like no competition. Um, I mean, we like look at them, man. He's eating spaghetti like five times a week. Gotta get some get some broccoli on your plate. What stereotypes um, of a gamer do you think Connor follows? i think connor uh embodies the i think he's the best kind of uh nerd gamer there is where no incel you know he still has a great friend he has a great friend group he wouldn't be calling me and elaine fucking cunt bitches on voice channel no no he wouldn't (laughs) Well, can you do, like, a Master Chief, like, message to Connor? Like, just pretend you're Master Chief. Connor, it's Master Chief. We're very proud of you here at um, the Spartans. Get out get out there and kill some aliens. <laughs> Me, I'm like, who's Master Chief? I literally... <laughs> 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 <He's> the... <laughs> I'm not kidding. People keep saying words, and I'm like... I just found out Call of Duty and Black Ops are the same video game, actually. (laughs) 